This episode of The Legend of Retro is sponsored by Detroit Beard Collective. Dot com, where you can find beards of all shapes and sizes. You can find your collection. Nope, you can find beard supplies such as beard balms, mustache wax, beard elixirs, combs, shampoos, all the tools you need to feed your beard. Not not necessarily purchase collections of beards. Where do I get a beard though? From your own face, typically. Now, you're an unfortunate fellow who who obviously can't grow a beard too well, but if you are a person who has great facial hair, Detroit Beer Collective is the one to help you out. I'll tell you what, I may not be able to grow facial hair, but I sure as hell can appreciate it. That's right. And you know what I can do? What? Spend money. That's right. You go on DetroitBeerCollective.com. If you spend $25 or more, you can use the offer code MCGAMING and get 20% off your order. That's great. That is great. I so, can spend more money on beards that way. Right. Uh, well, what? On beard items. Thank you. That's, I'm scared now. No, don't be. That's, That's okay. So so thank you, Detroit Beer Collective, for sponsoring this episode of The Legend of Retro. Remember, everyone, use the offer code MCGAMING at checkout and receive 20% off your order of $25 or more. And get some beards. Supplies. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Legend of Retro podcast. This is Xander. And this is Chips. How you been? I thought that was going to be quick. It's a super whiny chance. Oh, Jesus, a new... Super, is... I went back in time and I became a little kid. Super whiny chance. Oh, hey. Is this the new Steven? No, it's a super whiny chance. Shut up, Xander. Can... You smell like feet. Can we just get regular chops, please? Sure, hold on. Let me on my time machine. There's Doritos in there. Hey, bye. Oh, hey, Xander. How's it going? Better now. Are you? Yes. I can be old. No, no, I can no. be old, no. Chaps. <laughs> How's it going? It's, you've bordered on Steven there. What? And we've gotten I some, don't know uh, what you mean. some harsh feedback on no. Steven. Yeah, it's a... Uh, can't tell if that's old Chops or old Steven. It's kind of the same. <laughs> Maybe they are the same. Uh-oh. Maybe they aren't. I don't know. Well, anyways, this is a legend of retro. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm ruining it already, which is good. Just it, change, change the pace of the good episodes we just had. Right. <laughs> just be glad LPJ's not here. Surprise, that's, he's that's right here behind me. No. no. Just kidding. No. Just kidding. It's just the two of us. He's off doing important Motor City gaming stuff as CEO. Good. Perfect. Uh, today on the Legend of Retro, we are talking about the classic Kirby's Dreamland. Ooh, I like that game. Kirby's Dreamland. I played that game a lot. Yeah, me too. A lot. Uh, released originally on August first of nineteen ninety-two. Um, what was your first time playing Kirby? Do you remember when you first got introduced to it? Uh, it was in the Game Boy era. I played it on. I remember playing it on the original Game Boy. Mm-hmm. It was my brother's Game Boy. But I think, I think I got the game. Yeah, for like as a birthday present or something. But uh, yeah, I played a ton of it on the original Game Boy, to the point where like I can't. I don't even know how many times I've beaten it. Yeah, and I but I don't remember all of it. Like the the beginning's very very vivid. 
the end is very vivid. There's not much in between that I remember, other than I think I remember all the bosses, though. Could you name all of them right now? Oh, I wouldn't know their names. Why not? Because I don't know any of the okay, names. Okay, then just... I don't tr- know any of the characters' How about names. describe? There is a big spiky ball. Okay. There's a cloud with spikes. That's the same thing. Shoot. Um, there is a tree. Yeah. There are two of these things that move and shoot blocks at you. Uh-huh. There's only two more. There is... Well, King DDD. Yep. Is he one of the two? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then... Oh, what's the last one? Is there an ice one? Nope. He's a blimp. Man, I'm trying to remember what he looks that's, like. Uh, that's, it's a blimp. No, I'll get it. Give me a second here. <laughs> that shoots, it. shoots a cannon. Let me think here. Maybe... Is it a submarine? Uh, Yes. <laughs> You got it. I feel like you're lying. To me. No, I, I'm telling the truth. Okay. And he shoots torpedoes. Yes. Okay. You're underwater. And un, yeah, in the well, I mean, where else would a submarine? Not, be? Certainly not in the sky not like on, a blimp with a cannon. On the land. That'd be ridiculous. Jeez, that take me for a fool. Man. Yeah. Anyways, when did you play this wonderful game that was released in 1992? Uh, so was it 92? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got it. I actually I, got it uh, Christmas of 92. My uh, oh. my aunt got it for me for Christmas. You were of the age of seven. Seven. Seven whole years. I was six. Probably. You're born in 87. Seven. Right. Yeah. So depending. Depending on the time. I would have just. Oh, it was, uh, well. When I got it, it was August 1st of of 92. Oh, well, I was born in July, so I okay. probably got it pretty quick. Yeah, so there you go. Just, uh, you know, you were five. Sure. Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. I don't know age. Anyways, what anyway. were you doing? <laughs> uh, so I got it for Christmas. Um, okay. I wasn't expecting it. It wasn't one of those games that I, I mean, I remember like seeing commercials for it. I remember hearing about it, but I was never one of those games like, oh, I need to get this. So it was just like a random surprise. I assume my aunt went to the store and was like, what's a good game for Game Boy for my nephew? Uh, I don't know, Kirby. Here you go. <laughs> that works. That's and it worked good, out. That's a, that's a good... Yeah, no, it, it could have gone way worse. Oh, yeah. I'm trying to think. What other games are out at 92 that you could have got for Game Boy? Well, I mean, Tetris. Yeah. Which wouldn't have been bad. Well, I already had it. Super Mario... Land? Land, Super yeah. Mario Land 2. Was Super Mario Land 2 out? Uh, maybe. Yes. Yes, it was. There's probably a ton of other yeah, there It could have gone horribly wrong. But, That's uh, good, though. I lucked out, and you I got this. did luck out. Um, so, yeah, Kirby's Dream Land, the original game, just has five levels. I know. That's So uh, this I think what makes this game amazing is, is that it's one of those first games I beat by myself because it's a really easy game. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of depth to it. You pretty much suck up guys, you spit them out, and you float like a balloon. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, there should really be like a blimp enemy that, that right. we fight. That would probably be good. Probably in like the uh, the the bubbly cloud level. Maybe, yeah, that'd be perfect. It's yeah. like the perfect. Oh, we know that's where the the cloud one is. Yeah. yeah. What are you thinking, Duh. dummy? Anyways, the island level. I remember it. Yeah, being very easy to beat. It didn't take long. No, it took maybe half an hour. I mean, you got to play it again before we started. Yep. And how far did you get? Um, I beat the second boss. Yeah. So you almost made it to the blimp boss. The submarine boss. The submarine boss, yes. Watch your mouth. Or made it halfway through the game in in maybe, what, 10, 15 minutes? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I love it. I love the music. It's simple. It's very fun. The music's great. It's one of those perfect examples of the Game Boy games that had 
like just executed on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Like it, it solid platforming. It, it could have been longer. Yes, would have been great. But with a technology that was very different and gaming that was like you know handheld and on the go. Yeah, this is the perfect perfect way to get people to buy a handheld system. Mm-hmm. Easy to play, fast to be, and you want to go back and play it again. Yeah. Um. So there's actually a a hard mode. If you will, they call it extra mode. Yeah. When you finish the game, uh, King DDD pops down and he's like all mad that he lost and kind of like he doesn't really say anything, but you can tell he's like, I'm going to get my revenge and runs off the screen. Um, and then on the background of that screen is a, is an old brick Game Boy and it says, press up, select, and A for an extra game. I did not know that. Yep. And you play through again, you take double damage from just about everything. Oh, cool. Uh, you still only have six health blocks. Uh, new enemies show up on the screen. They they behave differently. You really have to take your time with this one. Um, otherwise, you're just going to get hit way too much and die mm-hmm. more often than you expect. There are also some really weird, like the little spiny guys, the little spikes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a section in the bubbly clouds, clouds level where they will follow you up and down. Oh, and they'll, they're a little bit delayed, but there's like health and other items mixed in the blocks, so you have you're to supposed con- to get hit. Yeah, well, you're not. You're, I mean, you're. It's designed so that you're going to have a very hard time not getting hit. Okay. Um, but that's cool. I didn't. I didn't yeah. know that. That's that. That's see, and that's. And the like, that should have just been like said. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're not paying I mean, attention t- to the technically, game, it, yeah. If you yeah, if you turn it off after the after the game's over, then yeah, I wouldn't have paid attention to it. Yeah. So, but that's, it does that's take cool, a little though. bit because at uh, the end of the game. You have Kirby standing there, like everybody's thankful for all mm-hmm. he's done, and he holds up a little sign that says "bye bye." Mm-hmm. And then if you wait a little bit, then it cuts to that thing. And so yeah, if you were like, "Oh, I'm done with this game," you can turn it off and completely miss it. Yeah, maybe that's what I did. Do you remember what the story of this game is? Uh, it's not actually in the game itself. It's just, of course, you know, back no, in the day, it was all instruction I, manual. I just know that he's going around fighting these things, and then King Dedede's there. And mm-hmm. do you know why he's fighting King Dedede? Because um, they're related. Nope. Um, because on a he tiny really, star somewhere, listen, I'm not done guessing. I'm okay. Because he's really into pink guys. No. Um, because he wants it to be colder because he's a penguin. No. Um, because he ran out of things to hit on his world and he's trying to take over other things to hit. No, let me regale you because the story. Because he's the king okay. of it You're all. You're the one telling me you've got limited time. <laughs> On a tiny star far, far away from Earth, there is a very special place known as Dreamland. The Dreamlanders are very happy people who use their magically sp- or magical sparkling stars to play and work among the heavens. This is taken from the instruction manual, by the way. Mm. Uh, that is until one night, the gluttonous King DDD and his rotten band of thieves Ooh. swooped down from the neighboring Mount DDD for a midnight snack in Dreamland. Not only did they steal all the food, but they stole the Dreamlanders' treasured sparkling stars as well. Because the Dreamlanders didn't have the sparkling stars to gather food for themselves anymore, they began to get very hungry. Suddenly, a spry little boy named Kirby happened along and said, Don't worry, I'll get your food back and your sparkling stars back. Uh, with these words, Kirby set off on his quest towards the dreaded Mount DDD. So, DDD so stole is all, all taking, of his food. This is taking place all on a mountain? No, the Mount DDD is, well, I mean, I guess he's on his way through Dreamland. So you fight the people of Dreamland because they're angry and hungry to no, regain... You, you who fight are you fighting? His, you fight King DDD's minions. But it doesn't seem like that because if you're on your way to the mountain, King then you're going and his rotten band of thieves. Okay, that's a lot more than just a rotten band of thieves. It's like a rotten army. Yeah, and he's gluttonous, and he is gluttonous. Yes, so he steals their food, steals their treasured sparkly stars. Yep, and if you remember in the game, the sparkly stars is what gets you from point A to point B in yeah. most cases. So you don't even return them to the people. You just use them and say, "No, you See use ya. them." Yeah, yeah, you just use them and you don't return them. To the no, people. you you bring them back. 
I don't see that scene. Well, it's because you didn't finish the game. Where's that scene at? It's at the end. No, it's not. When after you defeat King DDD, you're lying. To me. The five sparkling stars mm-hmm. swirl around mm-hmm. you, help you grow, and then bring the castle filled with all the food and rain it down on on all the people from Dreamland. It doesn't happen. It does. Okay, it does happen. It now does. That, happen. Now that you say it, I is. just played through it again last night. Okay, well, on hard mode. Brag much? Yeah. Um, I'm. Sur- I mean, that doesn't come across in the story. No, I mean you see the you see the food and everything coming down at the end. Like I said, it, it's like rains down on on them. How the castle doesn't drop is uh, who knows. But mm-hmm. um, yeah. So like you said before, Kirby is pink. He is pink. He wasn't supposed to be. Well, no, no he was supposed to be. You sure? Yeah. The uh, developer uh, Masahiro Sakurai, the guy who did uh, like the, all the Smash Brothers games. Yep. Wanted him to be pink. Miyamoto, who we, we of course know um, from Nintendo. Uh, wanted him to be yellow. Okay. And they argued about it for a long time, and North America had to come up with a box and said, screw it, we're going to make him white, because that's how he shows up in the game. Yeah, that's fair. And so on the you know North American box art, he is just a white little winged ball. I thought he was a ghost at first. Yeah, he he does very, I mean, he doesn't have any, like, even his shoes are this, are the same color white as everything else. Yeah. You know, he's just very monochrome like he appears very in the game. Very spooky. But then everything yep. else is in color, so yep. that doesn't make sense. Yeah, so this is the only, aside from other like Game Boy games, where he shows up as you know monochrome. But so after that, he was uh, pink. Okay, so, forward. So pink was the deciding factor. Yep, and then of course, um, with the other thing with the the original Kirby's Dream Land is he doesn't have his power to suck in enemies and and take their power like he does in in the later games. And that's when he started introducing all the different colors of of uh, Kirby. When did they introduce that power? I believe that was in Kirby's Adventure for the NES. Which opened up with a little jingle that taught you how to draw Kirby. Tell you how to draw Kirby. Yeah, first you draw a circle, then you add two dots for eyes, then you add a great big smile, and presto, it's Kirby. Okay, that's all you got to do. They don't mention drawing feet or uh, arms or arms or a nose. Yeah, well, Kirby doesn't have a nose. I know. I was testing you. See, you passed. Thanks. You're welcome. Now, I didn't play the NES version. You didn't? Mm-mm. Oh, you missed out. That game's fantastic. I did. And I didn't play... Really, I didn't play the updated Kirby games until it got to... I played like a little bit on Super Nintendo, but then... Uh, did you one, play Kirby Superstar? Uh, For Super Nintendo? Yeah. The oh. one that was like a bunch of mini games all together with the Great Cave Offensive where you had to treasure hunt. No. The Gourmet... Oh, my God. God. No, I didn't play that. And then I played a little bit when it came out of the two, the, the Game Boy Advance and DS and things like that. Okay. Um, you need to rectify this mistake of never playing Kirby uh, Superstar. I There's a, you know. I know. There's a large gap in my but history enjoy... of gaming from the Super Nintendo. I never owned one, so I, I didn't. And it's hard to go back because there is a lot of games They re-released play. it on the DS as Kirby Superstar Deluxe. Yeah, but. Added like one or two extra game modes, updated the graphics a little bit. I need to get a new DS first to do that. What happened to your DS? It's just slow i just okay. i have a, I have an original 3ds well so i mean it, 3ds is... xl so i would like a new one so i might get the new 2ds when it comes out and pick up a copy of uh, kirby superstar deluxe maybe i will it's really really good can i get it on my wii u uh yeah i think you can actually maybe i'll do that yeah yeah kirby superstar kirby superstar is my favorite kirby game just because it's got it has a a game called spring breeze which is essentially the original kirby game redone um, but can a little you, bit shorter. You can't suck up baddies in that one. Uh, that one you can. You can get their powers. Yep. Oh, okay. It's it's interesting how now I don't like modern Kirby. Okay. I think modern Kirby games have just gone off the deep end. I have not really played too many of the modern Kirby games. I, I played a little bit of Triple Deluxe, which feels a little bit like 
some of the some of the game modes in in Kirby's uh, Superstar. It all seems like just general platforming. Now I never played uh, the one for Nintendo sixty four, and I've I've been told I miss out a little bit. I on don't that think one. I've played that one either. The Crystal Shards. Uh, I may have played a little bit of that. Yeah, Kirby yeah. is one of those those games where they they really kind of um, they, they went play, all over the map. They p- take liberties to them, like they really they kind of push the envelope of platformers. With yeah, them. like the yarn Kirby's yarn. Yep. Um, and or Wooly Wooly Kirby, whatever. You no, want yeah, to call that, it. that's Yoshi. Oh, that's Yoshi. Sorry. Kirby's epic yarn. Kirby, you're right. Kirby's epic yarn. Yep. Um. So like and the ones where you I, had to use the stylus to draw like a rainbow line to that was bounce dumb. Places. I did not play that one. I played a I little played bit, a little bit of it. I didn't dislike it's it. It's just it, there's it was just strange. Like it was just always going, and you had to guide them. It's just funny though, like how <laughs> I feel like it, it. It when it came out, it was at a pretty good peak. Yeah. Of, of its type, like a platformer. So like it's faster than Mario. There's a little bit different mechanic of how to beat bad guys, and there's more vertical. Uh, platforming, yeah, than, because he can fly. Yeah, so it it, it kind of took the best of what platformers were at the time and really capitalized on it. Mm-hmm. And then they did the updates for Super Nintendo, which I played a little bit. But then you you know introduced that power aspect, yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, because the you didn't, power aspect is so cool. You got those kind of things in RPGs. You mm-hmm. didn't get those kind of things in a platformer. That yeah, are, other than like I guess you could say Contra or like, Mega Man or Mega Man, where you'd get different powers from big bosses, but you wouldn't have that flexibility on the fly of like, okay, this condition I need to find. This guy to eat him, so it'll help me get through this area. Yeah. Instead of Mega Man, you know, you beat the boss, you have that power forever, you can use whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, so like to, to the way that they just kept going crazy with it, I just wasn't a fan of because I thought it was such a good game to begin with. Yeah. And but, that's what's. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing about it is how good of a game the original Kirby's Dreamland is, and how they were able to expand on it, and you know, it eventually maybe got a little out of hand. Who knows? I don't I I don't have a whole lot of experience with a bunch of the newer Kirby games, but it was kind of a strange thing where all of a sudden there was like Kirby's Air Ride where you're racing, mm-hmm. uh, Kirby's Avalanche, which is just a Puyo Pop game, you know, all the different uh, Kirby's Dream Course, which is a, a golf game, which is a lot of fun. Also, like you get older and you don't really want to play those games as much, you know. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened to me. Fair I came a big boy. Wore my big boy pants. Yeah, yep. Kirby just wasn't cutting it for you anymore. Should have made a gir- Kirby, even if he had his cutter power. Maybe should have made a Kirby big boy pants game. I don't know. If, I don't know if the world's ready for a Kirby big boy pants game. Yeah, Kirby big boy pants, where he goes against the army, and when he sucks in their powers, he basically shoots bullets like an M16. So even Kirby with his angry eyebrows on, on all the American games covers didn't do anything for you. That was I, I honestly didn't realize that he was angry. Yeah, I'm he not, never seemed like an angry character. Yeah, on all the Japanese games, he looks like happy and like his eyes are, are like completely open, little yeah. ovals. But on all the North American games, with the exception of I believe the original Kirby's Dreamland, uh, he's got little angry eyebrows. Yeah, why is that? Are Just we, to make it, him look edgy it, and cool. Because we're angry people. Apparently, that's fair. We need we need our people with attitude. We the people. Yep. In order to form a more perfect union, need Kirby's with attitude. It's that was justice. And it's, I don't I can't remember the rest of it. Okay. Do you remember what that was? No. Never mind then. I love Schoolhouse Rock, but I don't have that one memorized. Yeah, it's okay. I had, I had a middle school teacher the people. who uh, would <laughs> sing it to us on guitar Yeah. and taught us how to listen to it or, or uh, recite it from that song. I don't remember what song it was, and I can't remember the rest of it. But I know it's off on a tangent, but what was your favorite Schoolhouse Rock song? Um... Because I, I, I heard a little bit of Schoolhouse Rock when I was growing up, but it wasn't until like eight years ago that I finally like sat down and watched it because uh, my wife uh, was babysitting someone and we just played it in the background and I got sucked in. 
it was on random, and I just like this is so interesting. <laughs> I'm like I, I like Conjunction Junction a lot. Okay, but my favorite one is just because the animation is the Bill one. I'm just a Bill, yeah. on Capitol Hill, and like I just love how sad the Bill <laughs> looks. It's so funny to me. I will hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a Bill. <laughs> yeah, it's so I was like uh, uh, unpack your adjectives was always my favorite. I don't know that one. That's you know we they go on a trip and they have to come back and and describe their trip with adjectives. Had to unpack our adjectives. Nope. Okay. Um, and then what was the other? oh Mr. Morton? Mr. Morton's a really good one. I don't know that one. Mr. Morton is the subject of the uh, of my sentence and what the predicate says he does. Mr. Morton eats. Mr. Morton sleeps. Mr. Morton dreams. Mr. Morton loves. Ooh, what does he love? Penny, the girl on the side. Of, you know. I don't know. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, that's not Dreamland. This is Dreamland. Um, so Kirby's original name was Popopo, Popo-po? which fits along with DDD. Because the game was originally going to be called Twinkle Popo. HAL Laboratories kind of had a thing for simple... Uh, well, he was a cute, <laughs> fluffy character. Like, yeah. it's a cute name for it. Mm-hmm. Twinkle and then, like, Popo-po. there was a game that came out not too long before it called Adventures of Lolo. And you were, the protagonists were Lolo and Lala. So this was going to be Popopo. And just keep going with it. And the, what does that mean? Popopo? I don't think it means anything. So they're just really bad at creating names. Yeah. And in fact, Lolo and Lala appear in this game. They're the, the boss of the second the second stage under the names Lolo Lo and La La La. And they throw little... Very clever. The blocks that you were mentioning, if you take a look at it, if you play it again, they're actually pushing little Game Boy blocks or Game Boy cartridges. Oh. A little oval Easter across the top. Easter eggs. Yep. Uh, yeah, so you had Popo or uh, Lolo Lo and La 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 popping in from the Adventures of Lolo game. Okay. Um, yeah, the hard mode, like I said, you get up selected A, gets gets extra mode, and then once you finish that, um, it says, You're our hero. Please have fun with this. And they give you config mode, which lets you, it's uh, down select and B. Uh, so basically the reverse, but still with select, which gives you access to adjust Kirby's health bar. You can give yourself less if you want to. So it's basically like choose your own adventure, make it harder for yourself or easier for yourself because you can adjust the amount of life you have, the amount of extra lives you have, and you can also enter sound test mode where you can listen to all the music and sound effects. And oh, stuff you like can't that. like level create. Yeah, it's not like uh, That'd be cool. You know the config mode from Sega Genesis or Sonic the Hedgehog where you could like turn yourself into a ring and give yourself all the rings and all the chaos Man, emeralds. What if they did a Kirby Maker, like Ooh. a Mario Maker but with Kirby? I think it might be a little bit too complex. How? With There's the... so many different generations of Super Mario, or yeah. Mario Brothers. But at the, at the core, you're running left and right. There's not a whole lot of... There's vertical. There's a little bit. Yeah, wall jumping. The thing with Kirby is, and even it, you can see it in the original Dreamland, is that it wasn't a like a straight across kind of map. You were going through different rooms. I mean, which I guess you could argue is the same as like going through pipes, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can create different rooms. I suppose. That'd be kind of neat. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think it would be a lot of fun to play around with, but I think for the casual audience, it would be too confusing. Well. Going through the different rooms and I guess everything. they're just dumb. That's true. You're not wrong. They're missing out on um, the opportunity. So I've actually found one of the, the most interesting parts about Kirby was how he got his name. You just told me. I, no, I mean, well, no, I didn't. Yeah, he was. Well, I, I told, yeah, well, I told you but that he's he was. Kirby. Yeah, that's not how he got his name. Yeah, it's exactly how he got his name. It was no. Popopo, now he's Kirby. Which, by the way, side note, Popo is the name of a character from Dragon Ball Z. Yep, and in Dragon Ball Z Abridged, he's one of my favorite characters because yes. he's just he's so good. Yeah, I don't think you could talk about him. I can't. 
on this podcast. No, I could. He just he he's just he knows he's like super powerful and just like uh, he's just merciless. It's it's hilarious. He's like the the kindest person, but like uh, there's a moment where Vegeta's like, I guess it's just you and me, black man. And he goes, Oh yeah, and just like throws him off. <laughs> he's fa- he's fantastic. Uh, they when uh, and this is another tangent, but I got to tell you, <laughs> that's fine. Go when, for it. Uh, when they go to Namek to find the extra Dragon Balls, they go to Popo because Popo has this, you know, Kami spaceship and all that. Um, and Momo's like, wow, this is great. Like, we can get to Namek in no time. He's like, why don't you, you know, why don't you go do it? He goes, well, if I was going to do it, I wouldn't need all you maggots. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> all you maggots. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, God. Your worthless maggot friends are coming out. Um, no, but anyway, back to Kirby. Uh, he was given the name Kirby because of his similarity to, well, I don't know if similarity necessarily, I don't know if, if this guy actually was a little round ball or not, uh, to American lawyer John Kirby, who defended Nintendo in the Universal Studio, Universal City Studios versus Nintendo case. Oh, yeah, he was a, he was a pink oh, ball. interesting. Um, Do you know about that case, by the way? No, I've never heard of, I, I, I actually never heard this case. So, um... Basically, Universal wanted to uh, get into the video game mm-hmm. market because it was a boom. It was like back in 1982, uh, Sid Sheinberg, who was the president of MCA and Universal City Studios at the time, wanted in on the expanding video game market. Uh, he learned of Donkey Kong and the success and sent their legal team to investigate. Their legal team kind of you know looked into it and said, yeah, Donkey Kong's story is basically uh, King Kong, where someone steals a girl and then a hero has to go and rescue it uh, or rescue her. Wow. Wow. Gender, wow, way to be, to be gender, there. gender neutral here. Wow. Uh, there was a licensing agreement between Nintendo and Coleco that uh, Scheinberg found out about and set up a meeting. And Coleco's like, oh, cool, you want to you wanna come and invest? And they're like, totally, we want to come and invest. So it came to the uh, the meeting like, listen up, we're going to sue you unless you give us royalties. And Coleco's like, whoa, okay, you you got it, we'll do it. They gave him royalties they, right there? They signed, they, they signed an agreement to like, yeah, just don't sue us, like, we're, we're sorry. Like That's dirty. Right? And Nintendo almost played ball too, but then Howard Lincoln, who was uh, represented Nintendo at the time, like started to draft it and was like, "No, no, we're going to fight this." And so they they took it to court, and uh, they ultimately lawyer John Kirby showed key differences between Donkey Kong and, to, and King Kong. He also alleged that Universal had no rights to uh, the King Kong characters, and that they had in fact successfully sued RKO Pictures in 1975 uh, in a Universal Studios versus RKO General. Uh, wherein they proved that the plot of King Kong was in the public domain and thus opened the way for uh, <laughs> wait wait their a own minute, wait 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 they sued another company yeah. and proved the fact of yeah. what their point when su- and going forth yeah because in you know and was incorrect yeah so basically they screwed themselves over so there's the old classic King Kong yeah. and then there's the like the later like in the 70s Universal yeah. made one and they went to court over it and they're like no King Kong is is public domain at this point you can't you can't do that. And there, then they sued. How did their legal team not see this? I don't know. That is so stupid. But yeah, so they, they're wow. John Kirby so wow. was like, "Listen up, dudes! You guys won a lawsuit saying that it was public domain." Uh, so the, uh, the judge ruled against Universal and chastised the company and, uh, and said, uh, "Throughout this litigation, Universal knew, as a result of the RKO, RKO litigation, that it had no rights to any visual image of King Kong from the classic movie or its remake. Nonetheless." Universal, when it seemed beneficial, made sweeping assertions of rights, attempting to extract license agreements from companies incapable or unwilling to confront Universal's profit center. 
Wow. And what did Coleco do? Do they still pay them royalties? Uh, I don't think so. I think once that happened, the, the, all their agreements were null and void. That's hilarious. Uh, let's see. That's evil, though. Yeah, he said that Universal, Universal did not own King Kong, but even if King Kong was Universal's property, the possibility that anyone could, would confuse Donkey Kong and King Kong was unlikely. Yeah. In his opinion, Donkey Kong was comical and the ape character... Uh, and the ape character was farcical, uh, childlike, and non-sexual. The King Kong character, on the other hand, was a ferocious gorilla in a quest of a beautiful woman. Uh, Judge Sweet declared that, at best, Donkey Kong is a parody of King Kong. Furthermore, uh, the cease and desist letters that Universal had sent to Nintendo's licensing or licensees gave the game company right to seek damages. Finally, Sweet ruled that uh, Tiger, uh, Tiger Electronics' yeah. little handheld King Kong game that they were making, was an infringement uh, on Donkey Kong. <laughs> So, like, uh, that was another part. So, uh, Tiger Electronics found out or was making a King Kong game at the time that was extremely similar to Donkey Kong. Oh, okay. Um, and Universal had worked with Tiger, like, hey, let's let's put this out so we can get our... our oh, comments. God, really? They were coming from both sides of this. <laughs> yep. Wow. And so they ended up getting uh, getting sued for damages and infringement on Donkey Kong. Uh, Donkey Kong's Jeez. particular expression of a gorilla villain and a carpenter hero with or without a fire hat. Uh, who must dodge various obstacles, whether bombs or fireballs, while climbing up ladders, whether complete or broken, and picking up prizes, umbrellas, or purses to rescue a fair-haired, weather-knotted, or pigtailed hostage from a gorilla <laughs> is a uh, protractable uh, is protractable against Universal and its licensees. Nintendo was given the option to either take Universal's licensing profits from their game or accept statutory damages. Nintendo opted for the latter, receiving $56,000, almost or just shy of $57,000 in damages for uh, attorney's what, fees. I wonder what that would be this, this day and age for money. Let's take a look. Because that would be, that's, I mean, they'd probably take them to the bank. Right. Let's see, $57,000... Do you have an actual website? Uh, well, you can just Google what the what it would be. In 1982, this makes for some great podcasting. Calculate the value. 2017 would be. Eh, it's not that crazy. It no? would be about a hundred, just shy of 150 thousand dollars. That's not okay. So I don't think they would go for that. They would go for the throat. Probably. Yeah. The, no. At this point, within it'd be millions and of dollars. The other thing is like that was when Nintendo was just getting started. Mm-hmm. So like that was one of the main reasons why Howard Lincoln opted to fight was like the fact that they're coming after us means that we're we're doing good. Mm-hmm. So uh, he fought that and obviously won. So. Uh, and then they, like I said, 10 years later when they're coming up with the Kirby character, they decided, you know, let, they had a list of names and Kirby was there like, yeah, no, John Kirby helped us out. Let's name it after him. And they, Miyamoto also thought it was funny that Kirby was such a cute little character and your normally cute characters have like, you know, soft, soft sounding names and Kirby. Oh, like Popopo? Like Popopo, exactly. Kirby apparently has a more guttural sound. I don't, I don't hear it because I guess I associate Kirby with being like this cute little thing now. Kirby. But I mean, I guess Kirby. Just Kirby. sounds. It's a you know a strong R. In I went there. to college with a girl named Kirby. Really? That K E R B Y. Oh, that was her first name. Wow. Born, I'm assuming, before Kirby. Uh, yes. No, she was younger than me, so maybe after. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's also Kirby vacuums could have been named after. I don't know. But you know that, that's vacuums. what I always assumed it was. Really? Yeah. When they with the name Kirby, like I didn't know there was Kirby vacuums. Yeah. Huh, weird. Yep. Weird. That's all weird. Yep. That's all weird. Um, so Kirby was 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 one of the flagship titles for HAL Laboratories, which we've gone over before. 
the whole IBM name. <laughs> they wanted to be a step above, yep. a step ahead of. What did they mean again? H A L. Yeah. Did they have a meaning? H comes before I. Yeah. A that's becomes. It. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So literally one before. Uh, that. Oh hell. Yep. How funny. But uh, I believe that wraps up my notes on uh, on Kirby. Let's double check. Yep, that's her thing. I just thought the the whole lawsuit was so funny. That's like crazy. I started to look into it when I heard when I first found out about the the lawyer. I was like, well, let me see what this case is about. And then I was like, holy crap! Universal was just trying to strong arm. Yeah, little guy. Yep, get some of that cash. Yep. Now. I was playing Kirby on your DS, and it was quite laggy in some parts. Yeah, it was crazy because of the sprites, just sprite overload. Yeah, but the the game functions well too. Yeah, as far as like up. response, it, it it is a simple eight bit game. It, mm-hmm. it works great. One thing I thought was interesting as I was playing yesterday is I was looking through the the names of the items. Oh, and that was another thing that that I found out because I I don't know that I ever finished the the hard mode, if you will. Until just recently, but after the credits, it then goes and shows you kind of like Super Mario World did, where it yeah the names of things, the names of the enemies and stuff like that, which doesn't normally pop up. Mm-hmm. And if it does, I don't remember it ever popping up. Um, but I was going through the items, and do you remember what the the iconic like Kirby item is in like Smash Brothers and all that little yeah the Max Tomato Max Tomato it was not called a Max Tomato according to the original manual. What was it called? Uh, bag of Magic Food. Oh, it's a bag? Yep, this bag contains they... some pretty special food. Kirby can't tell you exactly what's inside, but if he picks one up, it will completely restore his health. So, But it looks like a Max Tomato. What, did they change it to that in Smash? I, I don't know. I don't know if they changed it to that in, in Kirby's Dreamland or, or Kirby, uh, Kirby's Adventure. Or... I'm going to look this up because I don't remember if they called it that in the game. In yeah, Smash, you get... did they? Uh, yeah, no, in, in, the, um, in Smash Brothers, when you go through to change the items, it says Max Tomato or Maximum Tomato. Yeah, Sparkling Star, Warp Star, One Ups, Pep, uh, Pep Brew, which is the little, <laughs> looks like water bottles. The Mint Leaf, which lets you fly and, sh- and continually uh, spit out puffs of air. Spicy Food, which allows you to spit out fireballs. Um, the Microphone, the Bomb, Candy. Yeah, I thought that was interesting going through the uh, the manual. Maxim Tomato. Wow. Oh, yeah. In the English manual of Kirby's Dreamland, it was briefly localized as the bag of magic food, <coughs> a.k.a. magic food bag or just magic food. Hmm. It doesn't appear. See, Maxim tomatoes don't appear in Kirby right back at you, but are replaced by watermelons. Oh, oh Kirby right back at you, the uh, the cartoon show. Is it a cartoon show? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know they had a TV show. Yeah, dude. My God, I'm missing out on a lot of Kirby the stuff. The theme song was in Donkey Konga. And I just remember it was like, Kirby, right back at you. Coming right back at you. It's like a really bad song. Can we do a Donkey Konga episode? Dude, I would love to do a Donkey Konga episode. I love I've Donkey I've got some Konga. interesting personal stories about Donkey Konga I that I can share. I played a lot of Donkey Like a Konga. famous band that I played Donkey Konga with. An oh. issue where I almost made a deal to, name my, to have my firstborn child named by somebody else if they bought me a copy. But we'll talk oh about that God, another time. Geez, this is, I do. That's how badly you, I wanted the game at the time, but story, I was unemployed. Your stories are way know, right? worse than mine. Mine just involve annoyances. Yep. Um, Damn, so that that pretty much wraps up for um, for the, Kirby. The Kirby. Yep. For our main game, uh, we'll jump into Retro Relapse, which is another Hal 
Laboratories game. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you? How, How dare you? No. Oh, I'm so old again. Retro. Oh, here it's comes, so retro. Here, come, here comes Retro Relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for Retro Relapse on the Legend of Retro Podcast. Retro Relapse. Hyperzone. I hyperextended my back. <laughs> Hyperzone was released just shy of a year before Kirby's Dreamland by HAL Laboratories. Really? August 31st, 1991 in Japan and, and September. It's not as fun. <laughs> no. Um, so, Hyperzone, uh, the cover shows like a spaceship flying towards other spaceships and there's explosions. It's stuff. very misleading. Yeah. It's basically, um, basically F Zero without the space. Well, arguably without the speed, um, without you any, are going four forty eight without any turns. You and turn you shoot things. Things, yeah. It's just it's boring. Yeah, uh, I I got interested. Like the second level, all of a sudden, enemies started shooting back. The first one, you were just going up against like red circles, green diamonds, and blue triangles. And I thought, oh, I'm just shooting this for the rainbows. sake of. If shooting shapes, like why not? Yeah, it's not very visually. No, it's, it's and you okay. have to stay on track. There's a track on the top of the screen and the bottom, and if you void so, out of that, you take damage and blow up. So here's the weird thing: there's a track up top, which you're floating in between. Which so I don't understand why there's two tracks, anyways. Yeah. Uh, also, the background is very distracting. Oh yeah, because it's just a bunch of alternating colored squares. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the heck they were thinking about that, but it was very distracting. Yep, so Hyperzone's gameplay is a cross between a racing and shooter game. The object of the game is to navigate each level while shooting enemies and earning points until finally an encounter with a boss enemy ends each level. After points are acquired, the player earns an extend and their ship is upgraded in the beginning of the next stage. So I I what upgraded is, what, my what did ship. You get upgraded to? It just looked different. I don't know if the bullets were stronger. I don't know if this certainly wasn't going any faster. The max speed was always 448. And the minimum speed that you could go before you started taking damage was 223. Weird. Yeah. I didn't even know you could slow down and take yeah, damage. Yeah, you could hit the brakes to help you navigate some of the trickier spots. I went full throttle the whole time. Um, yeah. So it's only eight levels. Uh, and then if once the initial game is finished, you start over from the beginning in whatever your ship was. And the game just loops infinitely. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And it, and it gets harder to the point where it's not even fun. A little bit, yeah. It's just like, uh, how many more enemies can we add on the screen? And then you can't kill them as easy. Yeah, and the other thing is is they're shooting at you. Yep. And if you try to dodge and you go outside of your lane, you take damage anyway. Yep, if you slow down, you take damage. Yeah. Um, on some of the things, you can't even shoot bat, shoot and destroy what they're shooting at you. Mm-hmm. You can't shoot their bullets. It's you can only shoot the ships. Yep. Some of them you can't shoot the things, like the fireballs uh, you could shoot. Yeah. But the, yeah, it's it, it was like a... It just was a poorly executed game. Yeah. Um, I thought after after I got to the second level, I was like, oh, maybe this gets more interesting, and it really doesn't. I'd, I'd like to see if the other ships have any, any differences to them that make them worth upgrading, but from my experience with upgrading once, it didn't seem like it. Well, you uh, automatically upgrades. Yeah, it just at the beginning so of the just, next level, once, yeah. once you reach a certain point value, I'm assuming, it will uh, let you do that. And it had like these healing tracks. Yep, like F-Zero. Oh, I okay. I don't remember. Yeah, F Zero had the little healing tracks because if you went too far off the side, like I said, it's almost F Zero with guns and no turns. And you can play F Zero with more people, right? Or no? The original one you couldn't. No. Okay. Yeah, the F Zero, the original F Zero, I believe was was just straight. Well, uh, super F Zero. 
Well, just F zero. Super F. It wasn't super F zero. Why didn't they call it? It super was just F zero because there was no regular F zero for the NES. Yeah, but they called everything super, regardless if there was. Well, they were one. trying to break that trend. Apparently, they did a terrible job. Just like Clay Fighters called their games sixty three and a third instead what, of sixty four. What about the N sixty four F zero? I don't recall. That was multiplayer. I maybe I don't remember. I was never a huge F zero fan to be honest with you. I me neither. Captain Falcon is dumb. I don't know if I'd go that far. He's dumb. Okay. He's dumb. He's dumb. He's dumb. Dum 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 dum. Yay. I don't know. The, the presidents words. of the United States are here. Thanks. No, I was thinking the world owl. Weird owl version. Oh, lump. Or gump, rather. He's gump. Yep. Instead of she's lump. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would rate this game on the 8 bit scale A2. Uh, yeah. No, I, I, I almost went generous and said three. No, I, no. It's a two. Yeah. It's not. There wasn't anything. Really, like the the graphics just look like color vomit. Um, it's playable. That's that's the important yeah. thing. You can play it. It's playable, which gives it at least one extra point for me. It's so playable, it's which gets one point. Yep. It's on the Super Nintendo, which gives it another. Point. Yeah, that's about it. Yep. I wouldn't recommend this. No, you can pass. Yeah. If um, it's between this and something else, get the something else. Whatever that something else. Be. Pretty Let's, much. What, what would you recommend as a something else? If you're on the Super Nintendo, um, brick flavored ice cream. If I had the choice between brick flavored ice cream, what? And it's playing not this on game. the Super Nintendo. I'm just saying in general. I'm talking about Super oh, and Super Nintendo game. Are you asking me what I would rather play on the Super Nintendo than this? Yes. What would Anything. you recommend? And be specific. One Super game. Adventure Island. Okay. There you so go. you recommend Super Adventure Island over Hyperzone? Yes. Is it Hyperzone? Yeah. Okay. Darius Twin. Okay. Another. Darius yeah. Rucker. No. No, you wouldn't recommend Darius Rucker. I'd, I'd I'd rather him be Hootie. So would you recommend Hootie? But yeah, but that's not on the Super Nintendo. Nor is Darius Rucker. How do you know there could have been a Darius Super Darius Rucker? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so this is going off. Yeah. Bad. I'm so sorry. that's it for Retro Relapse. We will jump into our next uh, category oh, of the show. You haven't done this in a while. It's true. Our Legend of Retro RPG Protagonist Battle. Bum, 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 bum. It's been a minute because we talked about so many RPGs. Bum, bum, da, 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 da. Okay. Da, 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 da. So you wanna, do you want to go first? <laughs> or do you want me to? I'll go first. Okay, what I'm, do you got? Th- I choose you, Alex. <laughs> Alex. From Lunar. Alex from the Lunar. Silver Star Story. Tell or us a little bit about Silver Alex. Star Harmony or... Whatever other third yeah, name it a has. a thousand different names. Um, Alex is the protagonist of the game. Yep. He Thus is... Him being in the contest. Not a silent protagonist. No, he's not. Which I enjoy. He's got a personality. He's got his little friend, Nall, which mm-hmm. is a cat dragon, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to call him that. Okay. And his girlfriend, uh, kind of, Luna. Or, mm-hmm. um, sorry, um, yeah, Luna. And then is his sister, sort of? No, it's not. Been a while since I played Lunar. Uh, it is not his sister. They grew they, up together, though. Right? They grew up together. Yes. There's a whole history that you'll learn on that later. But yeah, because we will definitely do a Lunar episode. Yes. Yes, they will. Yes, we will. They will. I don't know. They will. I've overcome Whoever they is. That. Um. So yeah, he's the main character. He's your typical sword fighter, yet also magic wielder. Mm-hmm. Um. But his magic is based around his physical fighting and the dragons that he meets uh, throughout the game. Yep. He has and like a swords dance kind of attack. He here, does which, have a swords dance, which does like twelve hits or something like that. Yeah. What, what's his? Doesn't he have a, a one that just boosts his physical? 
Attack. It's called Vigor. Vigor, that's right. He's got Vigor, and then he's also got his um, action gauge attack, which is called Zephyr Blade, mm-hmm. which is a wind-based attack. Uh, he's primarily physical, mm-hmm. but he is training to become the new Dragon Master to help defeat evil in the world. Yeah. And uh, specifically, Magic Emperor Gallia. Well, that's a spoiler. Way to go. I guess because he is a good guy in the beginning. Hmm. Yes, he's, he's one of the four heroes mm-hmm. that went with Dine, the original mm-hmm. Dragon Master. And Dine then, and Mel, and uh, who was the last one? I always forget her name. Dine, Mel. You also it's had Jessica's M- mom, isn't it? Mia's mom. Mia. Mia's right. mom, who I don't remember what her name is. Perfect. And I, he's he's one. He's a good character. He's got some depth to him. He's got his best friend Ramus. That's in the game too, but he... He just wants to open a shop. Yeah, (laughs) which he does, and you lose him, and then he does it. Uh, Good. It's a good game. It is. I can't recommend it enough. Hey, oh. It's one of those RPG games we can't recommend enough. He is, yes. He is the best, I'd say, change in a protagonist that, you know, isn't silent, but it's not like, he's not like too annoying. Mm -hmm. Because there are some like main characters that are just annoying. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that's all I have to say about it. Fair enough. Uh, my entry for this round will be Musashi from, Mufasa Brave, from, from Lion King. Brave Fencer Musashi. From Lion King. Who is this guy? I don't never heard you, of him. Did you have you never played Brave Fencer Musashi? Nope. It was a cool action uh, RPG style game. Um I it was an RPG style game? Yeah. It's I mean it's it's got RPG elements, but it's mostly an action game, kinda like Zelda. Oh, okay. Um uh, but it's action RPG, so it, he gets so to sneak it like in here. Legend of Mana, sort of. Uh, so the story of Musashi is you are brought into the kingdom of all you can eat, or Alucanet, if you don't know how to pronounce it. But it's that's all you can eat because all the pretty much every person that you have to save in the city is uh, or in the kingdom, I should say, is named after food. Oh, okay. Um, he is able to pick up the sword Lumina. Uh, and he also has another sword, Fusion, where he's able to throw it into enemies and kind of gain powers from them. Lumina is just this giant sword that he uses to, to knock people out. That's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, he's great. I love him a lot. Good times. If you haven't played uh, Brave Fencer Musashi, definitely uh, try to do it. The second one, not so much. What's the, what's it for? Uh, PlayStation. Okay. And Lunar is for... PlayStation. PlayStation. Well, well, Sega CD. Sega CD. PSP, Sega Saturn. Yeah. Uh, you can get a PSP, but yeah, I would recommend playing the second one over the first one. You'd play Lunar Two over the first one, yeah. Really? It's got a little bit more depth to it. It's it's kind of like it's like the better version of Lunar One. Like if okay. they took Lunar One and just redid it, yeah. it's Lunar Two. It's it's essentially the it's very similar. I plot. can understand that. I still think I preferred the characters and everything from the first one, but that's kind of how it goes with anything. Yep. Uh, so yeah, there you go, Alex of Berg, the town Berg. That is the town Berg. Yep. Uh, versus Musashi from Brave Fencer Musashi. Do it. Do it. To it. Uh, and I believe you've got something else for us here. Uh, we So we're a little bit late because of the, the RPG uh, list kind of took over the month of May. It did, but it was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, we'll but those guys back on soon. Yes. Uh, but we do have our uh, Twisted Metal contest that we talked about a while we ago. We do. We have um, a few entries here. So a reminder for those of you who uh, somehow missed out on the Twisted Metal episode, uh, I've never played Twisted Metal, and Chops was describing all the characters, and some of them seem just ridiculously made up. So my challenge to the listeners was to submit their own uh, Twisted Metal characters, whether they be real or fake. Mm-hmm. They could have just literally gone and copy and pasted and sent it in. 
uh, of an actual character, and my goal is to guess if it's real or fake, and whichever one, if it fools me, then whichever one I think is the better is a winner, and the winner will get a prize that we will discuss with the winner and go from there. All right, then. So I have, would you like me to say who submitted these? Um, no. No? Nope. All righty. So let's see. And uh, the prize is, uh, it will be a currency card for one of the systems, be it, you know, Xbox, Nintendo, PC if they need it, PlayStation, all that fun stuff. But anyway, who is our first entrance into... You just said not to name them. No, I mean like the... Like who's the driver in their vehicle into what All was right. his name? Was the main bad guy from Calypso? Calypso. Who is entering Quist, uh, Calypso's Twisted Metal tournament? Well, we have here. I should be noted. I've not read any of this. Trash man. Trash man. Okay, that's his name. He drives a garbage truck. Okay. With a machine gun, spikes, and rockets. Okay. He is basically a garbage man who likes trash. His ending is to wish that the planet is completely covered in trash, just garbage cans filled to the rim everywhere you look. Side note. No, I won't say a side note here. Okay. I'll just, I'll just go with that. So that's the first one. Okay. I'm going to guess that that one is fake. Okay. I can't imagine a trash man wanting the world to be covered in trash. You'd think it'd be the opposite. You never know. But who knows? You never know. All right. All right, and then the next one I have is Dollface. Dollface, okay. Dollface uh, has no uh, parents or uh, father or, or siblings or anything. I thought like you that. said appearance at first. So parents, okay, no parents. It's just, it's just a you know um, basically a dollface, and um, basically she drives around in a. Riveting. I'm I'm trying to. Okay, this isn't a real one. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to trick you. On his. Oh, um, let me go with an actual one. Okay, okay, so that wasn't even a real. That you were just trying to make up your own. So no, it is right a, it is a real one. I'm just trying to read it, and I can't get through this thing oh, without okay. figuring out exactly what it is. But Dollface is a real one. I was gonna guess it was a real one. Okay, um, just the name and the yeah. Anyway, so I've got uh, Big Al. Okay. Or Septic Smasher. Okay. He drives a big septic truck that flings raw sewage after every collision or hard turn. Okay. Uh, His weapon of choice is a rocket-propelled grenade, 50 caliber machine gun, and he's got a special special technique that says light and load, and there's a meter which indicates how full of sewage he is, and the more sewage he loses, the faster and more uh, quickly his truck goes. Okay. Um, But it can be flipped on its side, and then he doesn't have any ammo on his side, you know, from underneath. Okay. Uh, and heavy collisions uh, actually help him to lose weight as well. Okay. Um, his ending is he wants to uh, dispose of all sewage and toxins um, uh, so that he doesn't have to worry about being fined by the uh, DEQ. I don't know what the DEQ is. Department, Department of, of Earthly Quakes. Sure. Sure. Um, yes. Is All right. A, is this a real one or a fake one? That sounds real to me. It does? Yeah. Okay. Do you, like want, me, the, do you want me to tell you? Was that all, is that all we have? That's all we have. Okay. Um, do you want me to see if I can fool you by making up some right here? Sure. All right. Well, I just but, told I you mean, I'm make them up. Uh, there we go. <laughs> maybe I won't. Okay, fine. Let me pull up the Wikipedia here. Okay. 
Let me see if I can get a well, couple for you. Let's uh, let's not. You've also have a Mac, so this is some yeah. Very let's let's just not. Do. Let's not. No, let's do it. No, I'm totally wasting time. It's already four thirty. You're four thirty. Yeah, let's let's not. Let's go with Britney Spears. <laughs> uh, false. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Yes. All right. I don't have any other one. <laughs> okay. So did I guess correctly on both? You did not guess correctly. Really? The Septic Man is a fake one. As really? Well. That yeah. sounded that sounded legit. Mm-hmm. I liked the whole like the whole. The the thing that threw me, I think, was the all the descriptions of like the meter and like the the mechanics of how the character worked. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, who were our entrants? So we had Tony, uh, who's the glitch. Okay, and we had Dwight, the infamous Dwight, the infamous Dwight. And infamous Dwight was the one who fooled you. All right, well, congratulations, Dwight, uh, the brutish one, if I remember correctly I think from so. our Discord. I think so. Yes, uh, we will make sure that we give Cable a prize. Yep. <laughs> That's perfect. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> uh, we need right. you to play Twisted Metal games. I guess. You will. Oh, man. Yeah. The only one that I, like I said, that I have any history with is Twisted Metal Black, which recently on the GameZilla uh, show, they were like, no, Twisted Metal Black is the worst. But I always thought it was like I, halfway decent. I did not play that one. I didn't either. I just saw my friend play it, and he really enjoyed it. All right. So, All right. Well, unless there's anything else to cover... I believe that wraps it up for this week's episode of The Legend of Retro. Yeah, I want to just say, listen to the GameZilla podcast and the Alpha podcast, mm-hmm. MotorCityGaming.com, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio. Two great shows. One, the GameZilla main podcast is about current news and gaming, while the Alpha show is on a specific subject with Grim and Jassy hosting it. And uh, you can find those shows, like I said, on the website, MotorCityGaming.com. You can also find a really cool blog on there with some people who participate in that. And I uh, just recommend that you leave us and them reviews on iTunes because the more reviews, the better that we have on reach and reaching out to people of gaming interests and likes. So go on there, write a review for us. I'll tell you actually here, I'll tell you exactly what you can write on, tell me. on these reviews. For us specifically, for the Legend of Retro, you can go, wow, never before in my life have I listened to such tonal gold. My life is a sham. Everything I know is fake until I listened to this show and it opened my eyes. Oh, it opened my eyes. And now all I want to do is listen to Chops and Xander talk about video games all the time. They are the greatest and should be immortalized in bronze and gold statues, respectively. Equal to, if not bigger, than the size of the Statue of Liberty. On an island full of video games. This is the end of this review now. Love Jazzy. <laughs> I love Jazzy. No. I love no, Jazzy. No, love Jazzy as in Jazzy. I love Jazzy. You should write that nope, one. No, I love Jazzy three times. Yes. Perfect. That is word for word. If we don't see that <laughs> if it's word, It needs to be word for we word. We quit. And then here's the GameZilla one. You should listen to this. There you go. That's it. There you go. That's it. Great. Well, thank you so much for tuning in yep. to this week's episode of Legend of Retro. Thank you, Detroit Beard Collective. Word. For all your beard supplies and sponsorings of us. Yes. So we'll see you all next week. When the legend, legend continues. 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 Hey.